0: We go through our lives not exactly being the people we want to be. Instead, we become a figment of what others want us to be. And that's got to stop. Welcome to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with your host, Marja. Realize the gifts and capacities that are within you and start living the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's Marja.
1: Welcome. It's so great having you all here today. You're listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. I'm your host, Marja. Make sure to go to MarjaRR.com. You may email me at radio at marjar.com. Contact me on Facebook at Residence Repatterning with Marja. My guest today is Siris Rivas. You may email her at empoweringlightlanguage.com or go to her website at empoweringlightlanguage.com. The topic today is what creates joy for you, and do you even know what joy is? One of the reasons I thought of this topic is at this, right before Christmas and during the holiday times, it seems like a lot of people try to force joy, and they're not even quite sure what that is, and I want to get serious input on this, so what would you have to say about this?
2: Gosh, I mean, one of the first things that comes up, and and well, actually, even before that, thank you for having me on the show. Um, oh, you're welcome. Super excited. <laughs> um, I'm I'm so excited. I'm like jumping right in because it's such a great topic. Um, yeah, joy in the in, during the holiday time, and even during the, like all the different family events and friend gatherings, weddings, baby showers. Um, gosh, you know. Uh, all these different events that go around the whole year with the holidays. There's holidays that are sprinkled throughout the whole year, but this is a really seems to be a really concentrated time where people have a trickier time being really present and intimate with themselves, so that they can remember and honor what is joyful for them. <laughs> oh, and that is for sure.
1: And I like the way that you brought up that there's other holidays, there's other times that this happens. And but yes, this is a more concentrated time of year. So,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, you know, bam, bam, bam. Thanksgiving, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're surrounded by all of the points of views around these holiday times and Hanukkah and, and Kwanzaa and whatever it is. It's just like, whoo, it's all these points of views and people. And more than anything, for at least with my family, and I'd love to hear what was going on with your family, with my family during the holidays, there were just, there was so much prep. Like, Not even just like logistical prep of the food and like where are we going to meet and like whose house are we going to be at and are there going to be gifts or going to be not gifts. It's the prep getting and ready, getting ready for all the judgment that was going to come your way. And it's like, all right, here we go. Like, what am I gonna do with this? With so my auntie saying da 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 about this t- this time. Are they gonna, when they asked me about not being married or not having kids? Like, is this gonna be a thing? Like, are we gonna address the fact that so and so is an alcoholic this year? No. Okay, you know, like just really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the prep. Um, and I wonder if how much more joy would be possible if we didn't feel the need to prep so much. Like, what else could we choose? To be or do that—it doesn't involve all the prepping and all that—that that anxiety before it even shows up. <laughs> oh
1: well, I think that uh, you hit on a great topic. Because so often we do uh, choose anxiety and worry before something shows up, and especially when we're dealing with families. Because believe it, believe me, none of us have had a perfect family or perfect relationships in our families. So there's times that. Uh, when you're getting together with family, it does bring up all those judgments for yourself and the possible judgments your family might have about you and your life. So, it's what is one of the ways that you step out
2: of that? Um, it took a bit of time and practice. Uh, one of the tools that has totally changed my life with my family is is the access consciousness tool. Who does this belong to? Because oh, not that. only was I, I thought I was prepping just for me. No, I was prepping for my sister. I was prepping for my brother. I was prepping for my mom. I was prepping for my grandmother, and so I was so aware of all of their points of views and their worrying about what was going to show up there in the holiday. And, as soon as I started recognizing if I like that a lot of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I was picking up on and twisting my innards around <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> literally and figuratively like <laughs> um were actually not mine, and it was all my families, and it was all the families around the world, and the friends my friends' families and my you know. It was just like, oh, wow, it created so much more space and ease. And when I realized, oh, it's not actually mine, I'm just aware of everyone else's, I would say, okay, I'm going to return it to sender with consciousness attached. I return it to the people. And I just say that. And sometimes I'd say that a couple times as it was lightning and lightning. And that was such a game changer for me. So I'm like, okay, if I wasn't taking on everyone else's stuff, what would I choose? Yeah. And and, that's, oh, and, um, and the big thing was I'll choose joy. I'm choosing happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's good when you can choose that. And just a
1: quick uh, reminder, I've mentioned it before on another show, but there's a who does it belong to free app that you can download that yeah. tells you how to work with that tool. It's uh, a game changer for a lot of us that have used it. Because believe it or not, we do pick up a lot from other people that we're unaware that we pick up on. Now we'll get back to choosing joy. How do you choose joy? How would you suggest that somebody chooses joy when they're not even quite sure what joy is? Because so many people, they really don't feel like they've ever really experienced joy in their life or it's so fleeting and momentarily they're not even really sure what they're shooting
2: for. Yeah, those little wisps, those little tendrils of, like, was that it? Was that it? It's just like, huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny you asked that because um, I had this really, like, it was recent. It was uh, in, like, January of 2017, earlier this year. I can't believe it's about to be 2018. Um, so almost a year ago now, I had this conversation with a, a really good friend Um, this gentleman is in Puerto Rico and we are having this conversation and I asked him, so, hey, what brings you joy? And, and he does, he's done all this energy work. He's amazing, super aware, potent being, um, lovely, funny. So funny! Like he brings so much joy to the people around him. It's 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 amazing. And so I thought it was going to be the super easy question, right? Like, oh, he's so joyful. He seems from the outside so joyful. He's so, you know, gregarious and all that. And he couldn't. He he was dumbfounded. He was like, I have no idea what brings me joy that doesn't involve me helping or giving to someone else. Wow. Were you and able so, to help him step into something more? So he said just you asking that question was already huge. So he cuz he got he got the awareness that he didn't know, but before that he didn't he hadn't acknowledged that he didn't know what brought him joy. Mm-hmm. So I invite anyone that's listening to this to ask yourselves what brings you joy. And then after that he started choosing. He's like, "Okay, let me try this out. Let me play with this. Let me do this. And, oh, this it does bring me joy. This doesn't." And just like choosing and choosing and choosing over and over again and and he, oh that i see that person's joyful what are they doing and being let me play around with that and does that work for me is that true for me no okay cool i'm going to try something else oh yes okay then what would it take to have more of that so he, it actually invited that one question and i'm and i'm, I'm so glad he actually told me cuz <laughs> i i just i kind of like oh okay that's interesting that you didn't really have an answer to it but i didn't really put any significance to it until later on he he told me that this totally like rocked his world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's like, yeah, so now I found this and I'm doing this and I'm adding this to my life. And I'm also recognizing and finding ways to find joy in the things that I was doing for other people or like I was actually doing like let's say he would do energy share events or like full moon events or he'd get people together. And he was focusing on what that would create for everyone else but him
1: yes and that's and what we we often do those of us that really truly like to help people we forget get to include ourselves
2: right and so for him he's like okay is it possible that I, there's a lot more joy available to me in these things that i've already been choosing that i haven't acknowledged and so he started actually including himself and prioritizing himself within the things he had already been choosing and creating and then also looking for other things to add on to his life. Yeah,
1: and that's great, because oftentimes that's all it really is, is to just have an awareness or even ask a question. I like the fact that you ask a simple question, and because he was willing to take that and run with it and start asking his own questions, because that's one thing I've encouraged listeners of this show to to consistently do, is ask a question, but don't try to answer it. Just kind of look around after you ask the question and see what shows up. The other issue I think a lot of people have with joy is a lot of people um, have a lot of judgment around people being too joyful, which is an interesting point of view to me, because in my point of view, there's no such thing as being too joyful. However, this is something that you can run into with other people. And how would you suggest our listeners deal with that?
2: Could you ask me that question in a different way? Because it's bringing up so much in my world. I'm like, where do I start? (laughs) Well, I'm thinking,
1: well, let me give you an example that I heard about. I heard about these people. They went out to dinner and they were having so much fun and they were in that space of joy. Okay. And they ended up getting kicked out of the restaurant because they were too happy. Mm -hmm. And... So I thought, how interesting was that, that they were disturbing other people because they were too happy? Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of times you can run into. And that's what uh, kind of my question is, how would you suggest that people allow themselves to re- receive the judgment of others without stepping into it? Mm,
2: mm-hmm. um, gosh, I mean... It's it's funny because the very restaurant example has happened to me a lot. Like, <laughs> I, like, you know, one, I'm already very talkative and loud. I will totally acknowledge that. Like, that's, yeah, I'm quite loud. And, and when I laugh, I don't, I used to hold back. But now I'm like, Wah! and like, I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I let it go out. And so sometimes, you know, people are like, you're having too much fun. Or you're enjoying yourself. I had a, a server actually come up to me and was like, you know, I don't mind it, but this woman next to you would really love it if you, like, would really appreciate it if you, you know, kept your voice down and she's not, she doesn't really want to hear your conversation. There was a, and, and it was funny because when we first went into the restaurant, me and my friend went in, it was completely empty. And mm-hmm. this woman chose to sit right next to us when she could have sat, like, way far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wanted to, like, regulate our joy. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, by sitting right next to us. And so I was just like, I was amused, my friend was more upset on my behalf than me, and I was like, nope, it's an interesting point of view, she has that point of view. And yeah, I'll totally be willing to like lower my voice, but I'm so not willing to shut down my joy and my happiness anymore. And that's just and that's come over over years, years, maybe more than a decade honestly, of of seeing what it creates in me and and my body when I shut my joy down. And when I choose to not be happy because other people aren't willing to be happy, it totally locks me up in my body. It creates all of these different intensities in my body and pains. And I had a lot of chronic illness and I was, you know, all this stuff. And, and so I was like that when I recognized that that was a huge part of it was me not being willing to be me and be happy no matter what other people were choosing. I was like, well, I'm done being this sick and I'm done being in this much pain and I'm done having this chronic issue or that one and I'm done not having sleep and all of this stuff. And it was just like, okay, so is it, you know, the price of admission (laughs) up to the the space of joy for me was being me and choosing joy no matter what. Um, Yes. Now, I don't have to like, a lot of people worry and maybe this is part of what you were talking about, worry about like, rubbing their joy in other people's faces which is you know another interesting point of view it's all interesting point of view and so you know with with access consciousness they talk about being an allowance where anything anyone ever says or does including ourselves is just an interesting point of view um and for me that was I'm still playing around with the with being more and more an allowance of myself including when I'm when I'm like in not so great of a space. Like this morning, I kind of woke up and I was like, okay, this isn't me being as exuberant and as joyful as I could be. What's there? And I did some clearing and shifting and asked some other questions and used some other tools. So that part too. And then also being an allowance of when I'm choosing happy right now, even in the midst of everyone who's grumpy and stressed out over the holidays, even when my family. Is, you know, having drama and trauma about so-and-so's baby mama or the our alcoholic blah, 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 or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, okay, what in these 10 seconds, what would I like to choose? Okay, I'm going to choose happy right now. I'm going to smile, I'll laugh, and they can see whatever, they can choose whatever they would like to choose. But It takes practice and a willingness to to recognize that it's just their stuff and it doesn't have to be your stuff. Um, I had a lot of value a lot of us as healers as as people who are giving and caring in this world have the interesting point of view that by taking on other people's things that's what we're that's how we show we care and I wonder if that's actually true Hmm.
1: Well, I don't really oh, I've come to believe that that's not actually true because what I have come to believe in working with with the tools of access consciousness and other tools is that the more we're able to step into a space of more joy and Receiving other people's judgments, but choosing something anyway. And I love that what you brought up, but just choose for the next 10 seconds. What do you choose for this 10 seconds? Because it lets you know that you're always in a choice point. And the interesting point of view that we have to take on other people's problems somehow helps them is in my case, when I ask, is that really true? It turns out not to be. And I would invite any of you that think that you're helping people when you take on their problems or you side with them or you get down in the dumps with them whatever ask if it's really true that you're making a contribution to them at that moment or is could you choose something different that could help yourself more or honor yourself that could be a contribution to them in that space mm-hmm. so it's it's just an Interesting thing, how we get so caught up in thinking we have to join others in whatever problem they have. I I have never well, known that to be helpful. Have you?
2: <laughs> so far, I mean, I'm willing to be surprised. <laughs> but so far, I'm willing I, uh, to be
1: surprised, too. <laughs> I
2: haven't found that to be the case. And we both speak about that in our, in our book, The Lightness of Choosing You, which I'd love to talk about after this upcoming break. Um, okay of what that can look like and be that like for people when you choose what's true for you, what's light for you, and it includes everyone that you care about instead of create separation between what what you choose and what they're choosing.
1: That is so true. And speaking of break, we're coming up on a break, but I want to remind any listeners that's listening right now that if you would like to call in and have a question or would like to chat with us, we would be more than happy To have you join us. And we're going to break, and we'll see you in a couple of minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
1: It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life.
0: Tune in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being.
1: And we're back. Uh, right before we went to break, Sidney brought up the... Uh, the- the topic of the likeness of choosing you. And I think that's a very good topic to explore on, in this segment. What does that statement mean to you?
2: Um, gosh, it's this space of ease with honoring yourself that includes everyone that you know and everyone around the world. Um, because even if you don't know them, even if you haven't met them, we're so connected. We're so aware of each other, even if we don't acknowledge it, that it's, it's that space and being willing to, to choose what works for you and be you and know that it's actually going to create something that it could create something greater for yourself and for the world. That's, that's the the, the course of writing, everything that came, that showed up to, that led me to write the chapter in the, our book, Marja, and everything that showed up since continues to be, like, oh, wow, like, just to really hammer in, in my world, like, oh, it's so clear, like, we're so connected, <laughs> um, and it's, and it's, it's all of it. It's good, the bad, and the ugly of it. So, you know, like what I said about waking up this morning and being kind of crunchy and being like, all right, how much more fun could I have today than I've ever had before? Like, here we go. I'm ready. like, let's shift this because <laughs> I'm so aware of all the stuff going on in the world right now. Um, yes. And, and that who does it belong to? I immediately I used that as well. And I was like, okay, cool. It's not mine. It's It's just a really great intensity in my world. Given that, and what would it take to have a lot more lightness, even with, in the midst of this awareness that I have of everything and everyone? Um, well, I think mean, And I, this I is love that book. I love how, I, I would love to hear more about your chapter as well within it and what that means to you. Yeah. Well, what I was going to
1: say is a lot of people uh, think that when they're, like you and I, we... We practice our tools, we use our tools, but they get sometimes a misunderstanding that we don't wake up in bad moods, that we don't have challenges in our lives. I would say about the only difference that... Um, you or I probably have is we've learned to ask questions around it. We've learned to ask who does it belong to? And we've learned that we can make a different choice, but it doesn't mean that we're always in a happy, joyful place or that we always know what the next step is. Mm
2: -hmm. We just
1: know what's right for us, what to choose for us. I know in my chapter of the book, I basically just explored a lot of choice points in my life where I stepped into actually choosing for me instead of choosing for somebody else. I remember a long time ago, I got asked the question, and this started my journey, um, when I got asked how I felt about something. I couldn't answer him. It was like your friend in The Last that couldn't answer what made him joyful. Mm. When I could tell, I told this person how everybody else felt about the situation. And I remember he looked at me and he said, I asked how you felt. Yeah, yeah. And I had no answer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was so wrapped up into what, how everybody else felt what was going on in their life that I took it all on and I totally negated anything from mine. So my chapter is more about my journey of learning how to choose for me, learning how um, I didn't even realize until I wrote the chapter that I'd had so many choice points along the way that I kept making the choice for creating something more in my life instead of uh, staying contracted and um, not being very happy in my life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's amazing. So how many of our listeners, I wonder, really don't know how they feel or are like your friend as far as creating that joy? And oftentimes, any of you that are listening, you could... Just ask a a different question. What would create joy for me? What could I choose in this next 10 seconds that would bring more for me? You don't even have to really worry about the question so much or the answer. Although that is something I do want to explore a little bit with you, Ceres, since um, you've had a a lot more training or classes in access consciousness, is how to help people not try to answer the question,
2: just throw it out there. Mhm. Mhm. So what would you suggest? Um well, I do a lot of stuff with bodies and so I'm just like, okay, as soon as you're going in your head, like get back in your body and we do different exercises in my in my classes so that they tap back into their body instead of being getting all cognitive about it and them just recognizing when they are actually going back in their head instead of tapping into their awareness. And just that little acknowledgement can go a long way and it's just it's it's practicing. It's, it's being willing to like play around with, with this tool, just like any of the other tools and all the questions are tools. Um, and, and, and not judging yourself for when you all of a sudden go in your head. This is a habit that we're in train to do in this world from school to family to friends to analyze everything and figure things out. Um, and what if that actually wasn't right or wrong there what if there wasn't anything wrong with you using that as well just okay I did that cool and now what am I going to choose you know that's it like another like what you were talking about with the 10 seconds okay I did that for that 10 seconds and now what I'd like to choose am I going to choose to get connect reconnect with my body again and tap into my awareness and just be in the question the space and just see what comes up instead of looking for a certain answer like that's I mean and I and I was doing that for like it took it I'm still practicing being in the question. I'm still playing around with that. Um there there's always new invitations and new situations to play around with these tools. Um one of the things that you brought up that reminded me of yet another question is well, if people don't really know what's true for them, like what you are speaking to. If people don't really know, they're always they're so acutely aware and they're so prioritizing everyone else's points of views and what's going on in their world compared to what they would like to choose one of the things was I was I had everyone's to-do list in my to-do list I had every I was everyone's emergency contact there are people who are out of state who are living out of state and they had me as their emergency contact okay so I'd be getting calls from California while I was living in Chicago like traveling the world I was getting calls from um from my friends in Australia all these different things and it was just like wow like I'm taking on everyone's stuff and then where is my stuff in the to-do list (laughs) okay and so one of the things that that I recognized was like I put a lot of value in being a good friend and being a good daughter and being a good all this stuff and I defined it in a very particular way when I was very scared of losing all those definitions of myself and losing all these, the, these connections in this very particular way that I had decided connecting had to look like. Right. Um, and then somebody asked me this question, and it was a total game changer for me. I was like, and it, it, it was one of those moments like my friend, me asking my friend, what brings you joy? When this person asked me this, I went in a total blank. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yes. And it, was, and it was, if you knew you couldn't lose, what would you choose? Mm, I love that question. If you knew you couldn't lose, what would you choose? Right. And I sat with it and I I asked myself this question for months. And I I still crops up every once in a while. It's still definitely been useful to me um, every once in a while. It's like, oh, that's the one that I, that's the question I need to ask and be right now. But yes. for a good month and that's and that's also telling. Like just like it's like asking without really looking for a particular answer it involves maybe asking repeatedly and just still waiting and just still sitting with it and still seeing what shows up instead of being like, All right, I'm gonna ask one time and then that'll be it and I'll gonna come up with an answer and it'll be done. No, it's actually continually sitting, like like really like being like, Okay, and now what? And even if I got a piece or an awareness at one point I'm going to ask again. And now what is it? Because you're constantly changing and constantly evolving. And yes. it's helped so much to tap into what was true for me. And this is only me, right? Obviously, no one else on this call is worried about worried about losing anyone or anything in their life that they've made more vital and valuable than them. <laughs> like, no one else. It <laughs> doesn't apply to anyone. <laughs> but that was a, a huge thing. I mean, with you... Were you worrying about losing anyone or anything? Oh, yes. Prioritizing everyone.
1: Oh, definitely. Because my value and what I thought my value was to other people was all wrapped up in my ability to be like yours. Everybody's contact, everybody's shoulder to cry on, everybody's. And I wasn't. in a sense, allowed to have anybody else's shoulder to cry on, or it was wrong for me in my own head to. Uh, And I really did think I was going to lose people from my life. I thought that that was the only value I had. And if I changed anything, uh, I would no longer have family and friends, so to speak. I really took it all the way to the very end of the road, in a sense, and I have a tendency to do that, my cognitive mind is extremely active, it can create many wonderful imaginary scenarios that are also can be very scary. And so I've had to part of the reason I love working with the access consciousness tools is it helps me to get my mind out of the way. So when I say an interesting point of view, energetically it helps me step back from even to myself, like, well, if I do that, then this person will think it's like, oh, wow, that's an interesting point of view. And to also realize that i I choose, one of my favorite questions that I ask every day is, what contribution can I be today? And I also look at that with the people in my life is when I'm associating with them, when I'm having any kind of a reaction with them, interesting point of view, I also ask, is this contributing to my life? Is this relationship contributing to my life? Mm -hmm. And... Whatever the feeling is on that helps me choose what I want to do next with that relationship. Yeah. So uh, what do you do when you run across that?
2: Um, lately, more and more, even beyond, even before I ask any kind of questions... I take a really deep breath, and I pause, and I expand my awareness. Mm. Um, you know, I'm a speech-language pathologist, and I love words. I love them. I love, I can just, like, kind of chew on a word. Like, sometimes somebody says something, and I'm just like, yum. I just want to just, like, munch on that word. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> let it, like, just... Mm, roll it around in my mouth. It's awesome. And, um, and one of the things that, that has been more and more the case and you know, talk about nothing being right and nothing being wrong is really even more acknowledging all the nonverbal stuff that's in my world and all of the awareness I have and, and not making the verbal more valuable than my awareness And, and so sometimes that includes not immediately asking a question, even though I can just be the energy of a question too, and not even say it out loud. So really expanding my awareness beyond where it's at, it could have contracted, like you mentioned the word contracted, it could have contracted to, you know, the size of my room and I really needs to be like beyond the planet and beyond the universe and just way greater. Um, And, and as soon as I, as I do that first, asking a question from that space when I'm way more expanded and and really tapped into who I truly be even more. And I've practiced that. It took me months to really, to really be able to expand my awareness with ease and not at first, I couldn't get past the building. I was like, kind of scared. I was really I remember after my first access bars class, we were playing around with expanding, and I was like, why Why would I want to expand past this building? This building's really comfy and cozy, and like, <laughs> I don't know who's out there. Like, oh, <laughs> like wh- what? What? <laughs> like, I didn't really see the benefit of that. And yet now that I, I was okay, let me just for 10 seconds, let me just like expand outside of the, of the building. Oh, it actually creates more ease, not less. Oh, there's actually nothing to be scared about. Okay. More and more and more. Um, That it's been such a gift to, to, to have that tool as well of expanding, of really tapping into everything that I am and the infinite being I truly be. And then ask a question. And sometimes, when I don't know what question to ask, I'm like, okay, what question can I be here? And yes. whatever one pops in first, that's the question. And then I could always ask another one, go figure. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not limited figure.
1: in your questions.
2: <laughs> I love what right? you were talking Even about. There's uh, infinite possibilities with questions, too, Marsha. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yes, there's all sorts
1: of infinite possibilities (laughs) with questions, (laughs) and I love what you were talking about the expansion, because that's a really, really good exercise to do, and you touched on it a little bit, but one of the things that, uh, a question that I like, and it's easier to ask from this space, is what would an infinite being choose this? Yeah. And that really helps you shift your point of view on a lot of different things. It helps you step out of the mundane world that sometimes you get caught into without seeing the bigger picture with what's really energetically going on. Um, I would say, I know in my case, one of my biggest issues that I deal with on a daily basis is I get too caught up in the minutiae. Of details that this, uh, our societies try to put us into. And whenever you do that, you're really not being this expanded being that you truly are. You're really not stepping into more, and you're actually contracting once again instead of expanding. So I've been playing with that expansion tool a lot to help me shift from being so caught up
2: into things that really an infinite being wouldn't choose so yeah and by expanding you are tapping into the infinite being you truly be um and and one of the things that that I'd love to see like what I hear from you kind of where what situations you first started playing around with that 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 expanding and what note what did you notice showed up when you did that versus when you, when you weren't as expanded? Because you were also had mentioned that in your chapter that about what, that you were very contracted with a lot of other people's points of views.
1: Yes, and one of the things that when I started playing around with that, actually, this has been a more recent one, just maybe in the last year or so, because I never really uh, thought about it much. Uh, but I have, I have a tendency towards creating a lot of anxiety for myself, And I started using that tool when I started to feel anxious, getting caught up in all sorts of fearful thoughts. I, when I would remember, and when I remember, I step into doing that exercise because it helps pull me away from that no matter what I'm creating anxiety about, what I'm telling myself stories about, that. I truly am an infinite being and it truly isn't anything to contract me in this moment and I can choose something different. We can talk more about this after our break. Uh, We'll see you in two minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about
4: the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez.
0: Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlin. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being.
1: And we're back. We finished the last segment in talking about expanding your energy out and really tapping into it, uh, being the infinite being and realizing that you're an infinite being. And the differences that uh, that has made in my life It has just been amazing when I can remember that, when I can pull myself out. Because as we were talking on break, I have always had a great gift and capacity. We all do to some degree, if not all of us to a large degree, I'm picking up on other people's stuff. And when we can expand out and realize that it's just that we're actually an infinite Being, and we can choose something different in the moment, has just been an amazing thing for me to work with, to help me get out of my head. And there are so many different tools that can help you. uh, And However, you don't have to start out with all of them all at once. What suggestions... Now, what suggestions would you give to to having what could be really easy way? I know we already talked about who does it belong to. That's a great one to start huge, with.
2: Huge.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. that's, that read my mind. Like that's the one. Um, yeah. In yeah. fact, if
1: you do nothing else right now, that is
2: yeah a great place to start. Yes. So don't don't get the app that will change your life. Don't <laughs> don't use ease and joy. None of it. Like hold on to everyone else's stuff and create all these, all these pains in your body and illness, like all this anxiety and lack of sleep. Just don't, don't choose ease. Don't choose joy. Obviously. I mean, who would want that? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Who would want to make it more ease, ease, uh, have more joy in their life? You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah. So you do have the, the choice of whether or not you you choose to download that app and work with that,
2: but like Sarah says, don't do it because it will create more ease. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I and mean, you'd have to actually be different than most of the people on the planet, even more different than you than you probably have already acknowledged. Right, where there's a lot of people who choose who choose the drama and trauma, who choosing the upset, who are who are really into the violence and the judgment and all of this stuff, and that's their choice. Okay. That's not what I'm choosing. Um, In these 10 seconds, that's not what I'm choosing. Uh, It's just, yeah, it's like, what would it create if you chose to play around with that tool? And what would it create if you didn't choose to play around with that tool?
1: Oh, and those are really great questions. When you ask that, like, ask yourself right now, listening, anybody that's listening to this, what would it create if I chose to download that app right now? And just pause for a second and see if you feel lighter or if you feel just kind of a tug towards it. It's a great way of checking in when you ask. And it's a great question for a lot of things in your life is what oh, would it yeah. create if I cho- choose whatever fill mm-hmm. in the blank. Yeah, you oh, know, has this been a
2: question that's helped you create more? Totally, totally because it's, uh, it's looking at not just what it would create right now, but also in the future. Like what would it create now and in the future if I chose this? What would it create now and in the future if I did not choose this? Um, It's, yeah, it's really, really helpful. It's really, really, it can be really fun. (laughs) If you're willing to have it, it could be really fun to play around with these questions, especially when you're not looking for an answer, because that's what makes it Heavy and, and and just like oh if I don't have the right answer I'm a horrible person if I don't like it's my fault and all the blame shame guilt regret around that like so yeah what if it could be really way too much fun to play oh. around with questions and to be in the question than you've ever considered Oh
1: I love that because we do get wrapped up in we thinking we're having to have the right answer that there is a right answer when actually we limit everything when we come up with an answer that's another reason to leave it open-ended because Mm -hmm. when you ask uh, what could I create that would create more in my life the minute you answer it you've limited it to just a certain area when you leave it open-ended things can show up that you never imagined you have opportunities come your way that you couldn't have imagined, as far as your point of view when you asked that question. Uh, can you give an example of where
2: that might have been something like that for you? Yes. Um. Gosh. Um. One of the questions I was asking for months as well, I, and that, and also I, I periodically still use it, but I really work. I really was using this one for a long, long time was what can I add to my life today that would change everything right away? And, and, and people are always saying, you're always adding more stuff. Like, aren't you exhausted? I'm like, no, this lights me up. Like the more I have, that's like all the balls in the air in a conscious way, not in a like, you know, chicken with your head cut off kind of way. Like it's really, it lights me up. When I only have like one thing on my calendar in the day, I'm like, why, what? I don't even feel like getting up, honestly. I'm just like, eh, I could just wait till tomorrow because I know I can create and do so much in a day that if it's not like full like that, I'm like, eh, it doesn't, I'm not excited about it. I don't feel like, I, I, I would literally just sleep a whole day if I didn't really have stuff that I was excited and lit up about that I really felt had value and would change my life and would change other people's lives. So, what what can I add to my life today that would change everything right away? So let's say I get a piece. I get an awareness that, like, oh, I could add um, going to a yoga class today. I haven't gotten to yoga class in a while. Cool. If I stop right there and I don't keep wondering and saying what else is possible after that, and I'm like, all right, that yoga's it. It's it. That's the only thing I'm going to add to my life. Ever and ever and ever consider, like, tap into the energy of, like, that door just kind of going, whoosh, and just shutting down, (laughs) closing off, right? Oh, yes. What else, you know? um, Oh, what can I add to my life today that would change everything right away? I start going, I'm doing errands, and all of a sudden, and it's not that I get the answer in, like, a word necessarily. Like, everyone gets this awareness in different ways. Sometimes I go and I ask that, and then when I go out and I'm doing errands, so I meet somebody, that leads to other people for my business, or that ends up being a really good friend, or that tells me about this cafe that I haven't gone to that when I go there, their food is orgasmic and the ambiance is yummy. And it's like, oh, I love this place. I'm so glad I get to add it to my life. So it's very Um, non-linear. But as soon as you just get one piece, you're like, all right, I'm done with that question. I'm never gonna (laughs) ask that again. It just totally no. like shuts the door on all this other stuff and I've done it and it's okay. You're, you yes. may do it. It's fine. And then you just like, all right, I did that. I chose that. And now what I would, I like to choose. Like, right. Please, please, please don't make yourself wrong for <laughs> what you've chosen before. If you've ever been like, stopped asking questions or chosen a, an answer because that's what we've been told this, that's what we're supposed to do here. Right. And it's really get undoing a lot of these habits and points of views from years and years and millennia of of stuff that we're doing so that we can have a, more of that joy, that we can have more of that ease, where we can have an exuberant expression of life, if you'd like, if, you know, only if you'd like that. Um, <laughs> like, or you could not, you could, you know, be in a cesspool full of a whole bunch of other people crying and, you know, complaining about their lives and having all this drama, that's totally a choice, too. Yes. I, I know, I, know I, I think we can all think of many people who've done it. I used, I've chosen that myself before. I used to choose that. I've totally chosen that. Um, yes. And now, what would we like to choose? <laughs> exactly. And
1: one of the points that I would uh, like to make before we close out the show is your question on what choice could I make today that would add more. Uh, on that is just because you got yoga for one day doesn't mean you'll get yoga for the next day. That's another reason to ask that question. Yes.
2: Yeah. Unless you're not going to be alive the next day, like exactly. you are not plan on living. <laughs> You know, the next day, then I guess it'd be fine to stop asking.
1: (laughs) That's true. But that's where a lot of people I think get stuck, myself included, is I got that answer. So therefore, it's going to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what I choose all the time when yep. it, it can change from day to day. It can change with food. I gave, uh, I, I had one time where I really do not like rye bread, never have liked it. But one time I felt my body really pulling me to it and it was the most orgasmic piece of toast I've ever had. But mm-hmm. my body has mm-hmm. never wanted it since.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that day. That's what works. And yeah, we'll see. And maybe it'll pop up again months from now Who knows? exactly <laughs> and I, there's
1: really no judgment on it but the, before I learned to ask questions and be the question I probably would have run out and bought a whole lot of rye bread and found out that maybe I didn't really want it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just continue to ask that question continue to see what pulls you what lights you up the more you can be in the question the more your life can happen as if by magic Magic is really possible. We really do have a lot of things that can give us joy and things in our life when we're willing to be in the question. And I really want to thank you for being on the show today. It's been a lot of fun playing with you today. And maybe we can do this again in the future. I and
2: love that. This was so much fun.
1: It is. It's been a great time. And I want to thank all our listeners for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being today. My guest again is Iris Arivas. You may email her at empoweringlightlanguage.com. By the way, I really love that. Or go to her <laughs> website at empoweringlightlanguage.com. I'm your host, Marja. Make sure to go to marjarr.com. You may email me at radio at MarjaRR.com. Contact me on Facebook at Resonance Repatterning with Marja. See you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. Please join your host, Marja, again next Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, start to live the life that you've always deserved to live.